You're listening to The Britpop Show. Sponsored by Creation Day Festival. Playing the best and the rest of Britpop. It is The Britpop Show and it's the last one before the Christmas holidays. So we're going to get into the festive spirit. Now I know this one isn't technically a Christmas song, but it reminds me of Christmas because it was released a couple of years ago, I think during lockdown, by Liam Gallagher, All You're Dreaming Of. Paint the night sky While the morning waits With a field of stars To keep the dark at bay Take your spotlight Underneath the moon Sometimes a miracle Is all that can carry you Oh, are you dreaming of? Is it the kind of love that'll be there when the world is at its worst? That'll cover you in kisses unrehearsed? When you Shut the pain, birds Come and rest their wings Upon your windowsill Without a song to sing Close your eyes and Disappear inside All that is beautiful Was following behind
All You're Dreaming Of by Liam Gallagher. A couple of years ago, makes me feel festive. Probably not officially a festive song, but doesn't matter. We're playing it anyway. That's the way we roll on this show. Right, you remember last week we had Graham Swan, England cricketer, who joined us and talked to us about his Britpop memories. Well, this week we have a band called The Kind, who not just like Britpop, they lived it, they breathed it, they were there at the time, and they got some stories to tell us about that era. Uh, we should have Tristan on the line are you there? Hi, how's it going? Very happy to have you here. Now, I think it's probably fair to say that you guys, you weren't, you weren't Britpop royalty, but you were there, uh, you were there at the time. Do you want to <laughs> give us a background about, about you guys and what you did? Yeah, we were sort of active throughout uh, most of the 90s, and I think we probably split up around 99, and um, we were kind of very much in that sort of London Camden scene, but spent most of the 90s up and down what was the a really active university circuit um, at the time. It was just a great time for live music and for playing and British guitar music in general. We were kind of active before Britpop became a thing and, and maybe slightly after. So um, it, it wasn't until we sort of got together again and started playing again that most people that remembered us really associate us with with Britpop and that and that period. In fact, when we, you asked us for the show to think about our favourite Britpop songs, we were really um, had a, a, a real arm wrestle about what was Britpop and what we should be including and what we what we couldn't. Well, what, did, what did you come up with? Because that's one of the big questions we always get asked. What, what is it Britpop? Is it really? And I go for a really. I remember being asked um, by um, the lead singer of Gomez, uh, Ben Ottowell. I remember him asking me. What do you mean by Britpop? He said, do you just mean 90s guitar music? And I said, well, it's whatever, whatever you want to call it. But what, what, what did you focus on? We had to, the, the, the three of us, I mean, it's probably one of the reasons we split up for 20 years, if I'm honest, that we, it, we had a really big discussion about it. And, um, and we, we gave ourselves a sort of a period, I think, between uh, 93 to sort of, 97 to really focus on and decided anything outside of that was probably um pushing it and although i think a couple of the tracks we picked might have been in 92 i mean it's got to sound like only an english band could do it um or a british band rather and have those real classic british influences and i, I think you can hear it but there were so many bands that at the time uh like they you know i they're definitely Britpop and they're definitely not. But now, 20 years on, it's, you know, we, we decided that the Charlatan, we, I think we picked a Charlatan song for you, but they weren't a Britpop band, but um, were so um, prevalent to us, so important to us in that period that we couldn't not pick one. You see, I would put Charlatans in Britpop. I definitely would. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. well that's great. I've, I've heard your show before and you've got quite a broad church. And which I would prefer that that would have made it easier for us. Yeah, but no, absolutely. And I think people talk about Britpop ending around the death of Diana. And I don't think I think Britpop went into 98, 99. I, I think because I think bands like Supergrass were releasing big albums in 98 to say it ended in 97 is, is wrong. However, one of the songs that you chose was a Blur song and people talk about that song being the birth of Britpop. You pick pop scene. Yeah, absolutely. And that was Paul's. I, I went for Blur. We decided we're definitely having a Blur track. Um, huge band for us. And um, right from Leisure. I think Pop Scene's got all those Britpop elements. Um, and probably, like you say, a lot of people would say it's one of those first Britpop 
songs, uh, songs of that era. I, I, I went for Four Tomorrow, um, which for me was the real start of that. But uh, so the pop scene's Paul's pick, and what a great track! Just you know, roared back after that first album with uh, you know, and a non-album single as well. Brilliant, brave, but it's a great tune. scene by Blur kicking it all off kicking the whole scene off and we have with us some people who actually lived the scene and that is the kind now guys who did you you must have had some support people or, or people that you supported that turned out to be huge what's um, who, who, where's your claim to fame um, I think we played with loads of bands at the time we were playing a lot everywhere so everybody from Robbie Williams to Blue Tones and Shed Seven and My Life Story and uh, all, well, all, all manner of bands. Hurricane Number One, Five Thirty. Well, and I mean, Robbie Williams is a, is is a funny one, but a big one. Where, well, presumably that was when he released his solo album, which was a bit indie. Yes, it, yeah, it was the um, 
a big university event and um you know never never been a big fan but he was a really cool guy and came came to our sound check and um hang out and you just remember him being really good with the crew and uh, and all the rest of it but odd 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 act to be on the bill for but uh, there were so many opportunities to play then and we dug out a part of getting back together was going through all our boxes and boxes of tapes and posters and um flyers for gigs and all the rest of it and forgetting all the bands <laughs> you played with and the gigs you did and and going through it um but uh but good memories when we finally dug them up just so people know who you are and what you play we're gonna, i'm gonna play a song uh, get what you deserve which is one of your one of your biggest songs i think tell us a bit about that yeah so that that was a recorded on the first album back in the 90s and was slated to be our third single before the the record company went uh, belly up. So we finally got round. We found the um, the radio edit and single mix um, when we were just going through the old tapes and decided to put it out digitally uh, last year sometime. So it's nice that that finally got, got an airing. But um, that's a real live favourite for us and uh, it, it's nice that people are getting to hear it again. Well, let's hear it now. Get What You Deserve by The Kind.
Get what you deserve by the kind. And coincidentally, we have Tristan from the kind with us in the studio this week as one of our guests. Tell me about that. Who wrote that? I think the, probably the main riff was Danny's, our guitarist, my brother. I definitely did the middle eight, which is clearly the best bit of the song. <laughs> I'm sure your listeners would agree. And um, Paul writes uh, all the lyrics, and that's it's quite a sweet sounding song, but it's it, it, that particular song is quite bitter, uh, a revenge song. And well, I that's think... why I was asking who wrote that because he's, who messed him up? <laughs> oh, there's a list. Um, but it, he, I think that's a real style of his, and probably with the bands that. that We'll try and marry the sort of sweeter sounding songs with the more uh, serious sounding uh, subjects or some of the sort of, you know, harder, edgier songs might have quite throwaway themes. Just sort of that, um, without sounding too pretentious, that sort of juxtaposition is particularly Paul likes playing with that. So well, it, and that's it, that's it works for Morrissey, it works for the Smiths. Why not? Yeah, yeah. We, and we were... <laughs> We're not scared of um, some Smiths influences for sure. Oh no, too right. Although, are they Britpop? No. Okay. Well, I don't know, but you know, I think we've we've already decided we can have our own definition right. In which case, uh, you know, maybe they were the uh, the very first seeds. Well, actually, I pushed the boundaries as ever. One of the first songs I played on this show was um, was a Smith song. It was Panic because I want, I liked the idea of Hang the DJ. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I, th- I thought I'd run with that to start with, but. Uh, so, talk us through the band. Who are they? Who plays what? You've talked. To, you said that Paul writes most of the lyrics. Um, yeah, so uh, Paul's our singer. Um, I, I'm the bass player, and uh, Danny, my twin brother, is our guitarist. Uh, our original drummer Bradley's on a musical hiatus at the moment. So we have um, one of our our longtime friends, who I've done lots of musical projects with, a guy called Finn Kenny on drums with us now who in the 90s was in a band called Spitfire, who we absolutely loved. So he uh, it's a bit of a treat having him in with us. And we have a musical genius on keyboards called Tom Collison, who who adds all the, uh, puts all the fairy dust on top of everything. And, you know, we, we, we'll think it's a, a basic rock song and he'll be adding Mellotron or some crazy 60s organ or things we hadn't even thought about. So it's a really good mix now that the... The um, the new incarnation of the kind is quite a, an exciting prospect. And where was that that song that we just heard? Get what you deserve. Where was that recorded? I think it was part of the the shakedown sessions. I think that one was probably mostly done in Alien Studios out uh, sort of in central London. But the, a lot of the stuff for that album was was um, put down in at Bark Studios in uh, Walthamstow, where, where we've gone back and done done the new one. Um, so it's really nice to go back and and do that. The whole the whole plan around this album was to do it like we would have done if we'd have continued on on our course and, and done that album in you know two thousand or what have you. So it's great to go back there for that. Well, we'll talk about the new album shortly. But before we do that, you've you've picked some some Britpop songs. And the Long Pigs definitely are Britpop. And you picked one of my favourite... I mean, the, the debut album was just phenomenal. The whole, the whole album is just phenomenal. But you picked She Said. Why have you gone with that? Uh, I think this is one of the ones that all three of us agreed on. <laughs> just a brilliant-sounding record. They were a great band, um, really well-arranged, great playing. And I just remember that the first time I heard it, uh, bloody hell, you know, just 
got closer to the radio and listened all the way through. It's just a brilliant song of its time. Um, so I'm glad you're playing it. Well, and there's something something about the long pigs. It's slightly, I don't know, slightly discordant, but always works. Do you, do you see what I'm getting at? Absolutely. That's a really brilliant way of uh of describing it they had they had that real quality about them um but it absolutely works but almost on the edge of of not quite um but yeah so that's a really good uh a good way of um, talking about that particular tune and their sound yeah well let's hear them and then after that we'll have it hear some more from tristan from the kind it's from the 1990s Think I'm someone else in 
can't beat a bit of long piece. She said, buy the long piece off their debut album. And I recently got into their B-sides, and there's a song called Blah, 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 and the bass on that is just absolutely phenomenal. She said, buy the long piece, and that was chosen, of course, by Tristan from The Kind, who is in the studio with us, talking about their experiences of Britpop. Now, you guys, you're talking about you broke up. When did you break up? Probably late 99, early 2000s, I think. Danny and Paul are the one for dates. Um, and it kind of was probably coming for a while. Um, but I remember just one disastrous gig, not in terms of, I don't think how we played, but the, in terms of the dynamic. And it was really obvious then that we'd never play together again. Or we certainly didn't think so at the time. But we'd, we've been friends since since school. And well, Danny's uh, your twin brother, right? Well, of course, yeah. And I've just started speaking to him again. <laughs> um, so that's been nice. So, you know, we've, and we've always stayed in touch. And obviously Danny and I and and actually Paul have done quite a lot of musical stuff together since in, in other formats and other guises. So it wasn't so acrimonious that, uh, you know, those relationships didn't carry on. But it, it's been nice to to get back together and sort of, felt like unfinished business a bit we had this sort of album half made or half half demoed or written anyway so uh good to sort of finally uh put that to bed i think well you like you recently reformed what what caused that you, is it because there was this unfinished album and you thought we've got to finish this or what, what was the spark that was certainly part of that um i think there was you know the, the anniversary of our first single um and um the guys from speaking speakeasy fanzine got in touch because they did a little um a little piece on it 20 years on 25 years on i think it was uh which is quite nice that somebody remembered it and tell, then, tell us about the speakeasy, speakeasy fanzine because not, not all of our listeners know about speakeasy well if they if they like the sort of music you play they will absolutely love it it's a real old school paper fanzine um it's i think it's gone to every two months now it's a couple of quid um it's packed full of articles and and reviews and sort of uh pieces of the era but also starting to pick up on some new bands who take their inspiration from uh 90s indian Britpop, um and written by people who absolutely love the music uh, and are really knowledgeable so it's a really it's, it's a really good bit of fun but they've created a whole community about what they do. And, and through sort of promoting or talking about the band, people are starting to get in touch with us. And we'd, to hear how people had fond, mem- fond memories of the band is quite encouraging. So we decided to do as a you know, one-off, it was going to be, a, a gig to sort of celebrate that anniversary. And that went better than we had to do a second night. And so there was loads of interest. And I think getting the band together and, and going to effort again, we decided that we shouldn't just trot out old stuff. We should try and play some of the material that we would have been playing if we'd have stayed together. And it just kind of snowballed from there. Well, we're going to talk about So you've written some new stuff and we're going to talk about that after this next song. You've chosen Waking Up by Elastica. Now, on uh, uh, this this show goes out on, on Apple Podcasts and it goes out on Amazon Music and people leave reviews. And one of the reviews I remember seeing on Apple Podcasts was... Um, great show it might have even said brilliant let's pretend he said brilliant so brilliant <laughs> show love the music but has a strange strange aversion to playing elastica they were not a band that any of us would would be in our sort of top 10 bands but i think that single really captures 
that moment in time. It's another one, and it's it's you know classically um, you know sort of English alt pop, you know that, and um, a real true Britpop song, I reckon. So great riff. Yeah, absolutely. So and to just to prove that I don't have a real aversion to playing it, we're going to hear it now. <laughs> this is waking up Elastica. <laughs> Waking up by Elastica. See, those scurrilous rumours that I never play anything by Elastica are incorrect. If I'm forced to play it because someone asked for it who's on the show, then I will <laughs> play it. And this week we have Tristan from The Kind on the show. Tristan, tell us about this new album. I know you're itching to. Come on, let's hear it. Uh, thank you. It's called Timelines. Um, we recorded it all with Brian O'Shaughnessy, who has worked with... Um, 
the likes of Primal Scream and um, and Denim and Whiteout and a load of great bands from from back in the day. Um, Bark Studios has got a real great vibe to it, and we wanted to go back and use all that technology that we were using back in the day. And some of the limitations of that make you know drives you to build a bit more creative but it certainly helped us get, get exactly the sound we were looking for we're really excited about the songs that we we demoed um in the, right at the end of the 90s that would have been on the second album and some riffs and some ideas that we just found on tapes in our boxes um that we're working on there's a couple of um sort of newer fresher ideas um but it all sounds very much like the, the record the kind would have made if we'd have carried on that, um, that kind of record it is that kind of record. We're really pleased with it. And it's exciting to be, it's obviously got a nod to the past very clearly. And as the title suggests, there's a bit of a theme running through the record about time, the passing of time and uh, how we're dealing with it. But the, uh, uh, but it also feels new and exciting to us. So um, it's, it's it's been great fun. And you've got a new single out, which is presumably off the new album called Whispers and Tones. It is, and that is one of the ones, one of the songs that we were was in the live sets back in the nineties, and it's good to get it, get it recorded. Um, it, it's something that really bridges between the first album and the sort of music we're making then, and and this one. So I think it's quite representative of where we are, um, where we are as a band. Well, let's hear it. Whispers and tones by the kind. It, when was it released? It was released recently, wasn't it? Um, last Friday, I think. Well, there you go. Look, we're, we're bang up to date. It's not often we can say we play new music, but here is Whispers and Tones by The Kind. You're listening to The Britpop Show, sponsored by Creation Day Festival, playing the best and the rest of Britpop. <laughs>
Check it out. New music on the Britpop show. That was The Kind, Whispers and Tones from their new album, which is out when? I'm glad you asked me that because my brother is texting me saying, make sure you let people know when it's out. Um, March the 10th. It's available now to pre-order on our Bandcamp page. It's a limited edition vinyl, CD and digital release. So whatever your preferred format, but we'd prefer you bought all three. <laughs> Absolutely. Now tell us about Bandcamp because not everybody who listens knows about Bandcamp. It's an, a really great site, very supportive of artists, very easy to use where you can um, essentially set up a really simple online um, shop and um, lots of different ways to and uh, package your merchandise and and uh, interact with customers. And it's it's really reasonable um, in terms of, you know, the general terms and conditions. But every now and then, Bandcamp Friday, all the money goes direct to the artists. Um, so if you, if you like independent music and you're supporting smaller bands and, you, and you're not yet active on uh, Bandcamp, go and check it out because uh, it makes a world of difference to, uh, to bands like us. Now, just remind us, so your, your brother's happy, remind us exactly again when the album's out. <laughs> it's uh, March the 10th is the official release. But, uh, you know, a lot of those, uh, the physical formats are in very limited uh, edition. So get those pre-orders in before Christmas. And did you say you're doing a vinyl? Yeah, 180 uh, GSM vinyl. So really nice heavyweight product. And um, we spent quite a lot of time on the packaging. It it really is a nice uh, set of um uh set of releases and and the whole thing it's taken us 20 odd years to get around to the second one so we took our time with the with the artwork and the packaging and um and you know we had to we knew we had to release it on vinyl really it might be 20 years before we do another one so well that's fair enough and people are never quite sure what to get their dad for christmas are they dads always get socks but the dads never want socks so i know what a dad would like he would be happy with a a vinyl of the kind but print it out a nice little something print it out put it inside a card and say there you go dad this is coming in march perfect do we have any other you you obviously know what else is on the on the album what other track listings what other tracks what what are the standout tracks for you Uh, oh god i'll um the there's 12 tracks the album kicks off with a song we've been playing a long time in our live set that starts all our, our live sets, a song called Workshop, which is real sort of high-energy rocker. And um, the and when we got to sort of uh, arranging the record and picking the track listing, we couldn't not start with that one. Um, but there's it, it goes through our, all the styles that we touch on. And um, there is... Um, we're really lucky to have... Uh, some really great musicians as friends. So we've got live horn section, live strings, and um, so there's some quite big sounding stuff. There's some sort of raw, simpler, um, almost British psych type um, tracks and a, a big ballad to finish the record in, um, I think, with our first fade out. And so uh, it's, um, it's, it's it's a musical journey. Oh, I- and we all we all like a journey, don't we? And that song that we've just heard, "Whispers and Tones," to me, it sound it's got a bit of a charlatan's vibe to it. I think it might be the keys. Yeah, the big organ. That's that's Tom. Uh, we love the charlatan, so I don't mind that. Um, and it's particularly now coming back and playing live and having Tom in the band. There's there are more keys in our sound probably than than people who who remember us from the nineties, which is which has been great. But yeah, that I, I love the organ on that one. 
Yeah, and we've had a message in from Mark who says, uh, get, uh, get what you deserve sounds good, and, but he says he, he agrees with you and not me that the charlatans are not a Britpop band. So I, sent him, I called him a charlatan himself and sent him packing. <laughs> and I think the way to deal with that is to now play some charlatans, This Is How High. Charlatans, how high? Remastered, of course. Can't beat that, can you? Loving it, loving it. Right, we had a message in from Dave from America. He said, I miss listening to the kind back in the 90s. I first learned of them in the speakeasy zine. I'm a subscriber since issue one. Sounds like you guys, that speakeasy really kicked you guys back into life. People found out about you and you got you thought, oh, let's, let's have some of this. Yeah, absolutely. I, don't, I think without that, we probably... We talked about it over the years, like doing something and doing a one-off gig or doing something. But without that, and people were starting to get in touch as a result of that, I, I genuinely don't think we'd have, um, uh, you know, pushed it 
any further but uh so that was you know it's really nice they did us a favor there yeah and it, so dave finishes i found the first album and liked what i heard i look forward to hearing more from the new album this is dave in america so this show is spreading your uh, your wings as far as we can although it sounds like <laughs> he knew about it he knew about you guys anyway no doubt he'll tell his mates right oasis everyone thinks they're Britpop, right you know, yeah, I think that one's undisputable, isn't well, it? Well, you say that, but when I interviewed Alan McGee, he said Oasis aren't Britpop. Well, I, I wonder who who he would say are Britpop. I think by the time Noel Gallagher's standing on a stage with a Union Jack guitar, um, that's kind of you know kind of a statement. They were, I think, they came to prominence right at that time where Britpop was the thing. The first time I ever heard the term Britpop, it was. Um, I think menswear had, uh, well, I don't think they were on the front cover. They hadn't even released a single, I don't think. Yeah. I'm not sure they played a gig. Yeah. Um, and so to me, it was that more quirky, almost novelty sound. I mean, then obviously Oasis came to prominence, but just, you know, became huge. And, and people started referring to them and particularly that blur uh, Oasis battle, and that was the center, epicenter for a bit pop, but are they or not? I don't know. You yeah, know. Well, exactly. But uh, we're going to say they are. We play them all the time, and you've picked a B-side. Do you want to be a spaceman? Yeah, this is one of Paul's favourite songs. It really resonates with him. Noel's got, you know, really got something to say here. It's not giving up in a dream, wanting to be in a band, making a way, and, and maybe other people losing their dreams, but, but retaining that. And... Um, you know, and a great track, and they were a brilliant B-sides band. So this is, is, do you want to be a spaceman, Oasis? I haven't seen your face round since I was a kid You're bringing back those memories of the things that we did you're hanging round and climbing trees pretending to fly Do you want to be a spaceman and live in the sky? You got how many bills to pay and how many kids And you forgot about the things that we did the town where we're living has made you a man And all of your dreams are washed away in the sand Well, it's all right, it's all right Who are you and me to say what's wrong and what's right? Do you still feel like me? We'll sit down here and we shall see We can talk and find common ground And we can just forget about feeling down Just want the gold All the dream stealers are lying in wait But if you want to be a spaceman It's still not too late Well it's alright And it's alright Who are you and me to say what's wrong and what's right Do you still feel like me? But sit down here and we shall see We can talk about common ground And we can just forget about feeling down 
listening to the Britpop Show, sponsored by Creation Day Festival, playing the best and the rest of Britpop. And that's it, Tristan. We've done the lot. That's the end of the show, I'm afraid. So thank you so much for joining us. Let's just have a quick recap of, of, of what you came on here for, to tell everybody about the album. So remind everybody about the new single, the new album, and what they might expect from The Kind in 2023. Okay, so, so timelines, the new album's out on uh, 10th of March, 2023. We've got a, um, got dates that will be released in the new year, but the uh, the one we're promoting now is the album launch show um, on the 9th of March at 93 feet east in Shoreditch in London. So um, go to follow us on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram and you'll, you'll get all the latest details. But the album's available to pre-order now. And um, if your listeners like what they heard, then uh, come and follow us on social media and uh, we'll stay in touch. Get on it. Now, guys, it's the kind K-Y-N-D on Twitter. All sorts of social media interaction just helps these bands to to bring their music to everybody. Obviously, 9th of March, if you can get there to Shoreditch, get your tickets now. Uh, I'm sure there will be some other shows as well, but I'm if you like you say if you like what you hear let's get it on vinyl let's go on to, over to Bandcamp and hear it while we still can right the last one we're going to leave you with is beautiful ones by suede also chosen by the band thank you for listening tristan thank you for joining us uh, absolute pleasure thanks for having us no problem and for the rest of you as ever see you on the flip side